something may never work again, but I don't know what it is that you could find. I was going to say, I was literally about to say, do you, were you dealing with computers way back when, when you had to deal with jumpers? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. my God. That was, that was insane. But then, um, yeah, that was the running joke with all the, uh, all the engineers I ever worked with was that inside every little chip is blue smoke and that's what makes it run. And when you let the blue smoke out, it doesn't run anymore. And when you tell non, you know, electric, you know, electrical people that they're like, what do you mean? Is really? <laughs> yes. What? Exactly. <laughs> when you fry electronics, Chris, yeah. it, it's usually a blue smoke that comes out because they're frying themselves. Okay. And a lot of electricians and, and engineers and stuff make the joke that the blue smoke is inside of them and that's what makes them work. And when you let the blue smoke out, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you fried it. <laughs> I really thought that there was blue smoke in there. That would have been cool. Oh, technically, there is. No, technically, yeah. Technically. It kind of goes along with the same thing, like when you ask someone for a left-handed screwdriver. You know. You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epic League Geeky Show, episode number 133. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight's opening question is, with the year 2020, would you rather redo or just skip to the end? Uh, Ray. I've been <laughs> struggling with this one. <laughs> I'd really rather not live it again. Uh, but I don't want to skip it either, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, let's just, because... Uh, I, I'm reminded of uh, Click. <laughs> so, oh, good point. So if you just keep skipping ahead, well, then you, you're all of a sudden you're at the end and there's no right. So yep. let's just go through it. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> let's just try and get through it together. <laughs> there you go. That sounds like an excellent idea. Uh, Chris, how do you feel? Very short answer. <laughs> um, well, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, but it's hard because um, there's for us there's been there's been good too out of this yes. pandemic because yeah. we moved and it's we love our house and there's good stuff that's coming out too. So it's hard. Um, I think me at the beginning of this would say fast fast forward. So I'll go with her. I'll go her March March 16th March 17th. Chris says fast forward. So gotcha. that's it. Say. Before we leave. Before we move, before all this, before we, yeah, we yeah. didn't know where we were going to live. And nope. Not everything. <laughs> didn't all, have a clue. No, and all the news was still really scary and fear-mongering, and I didn't know what to do with the kids and what was happening in school. So, yeah, a lot of crying. So I think yeah. she would like like to fast forward I think she through does. it all. Yeah. And gotcha. Yeah. This is hard for me, too, because, I mean, I mean... Hindsight being 2020, I almost want to say redo it just because I'd be like, oh, hey, I know we can get through this. Let me go ahead and just start stocking up on some stuff before people get stupid. Um, That would kind of be the main thing. And then the other thing is I'd be able to go, okay, well, I have an idea of where things are going to go, at least up to this point. So stop trying to second guess everything and just ride the wave, as it were. 
Um, because honestly, that was one of my biggest things was, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of doubt about my job and everything that was going on. And I mean, I figured it was going to work out okay, but it was just like, you know, it is what it is. I managed to get through it. And I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, granted, I'm sure my defenses are not at a hundred percent, but I'm following what is being told to do, you know, wearing a mask when I'm out and about, washing my hands, using plenty of hand sanitizer, all that stuff. Um, and I have actually had a uh, run in with COVID um, and uh, went through unscathed. So um, that being said, uh, I'd almost want to say redo um, the skip to the head, you know, skip ahead. And there's a lot of stuff coming up that's going on and just, you know, um, I am trying to spend as much time as I can with my family and everything else. So I'm just like, at this point, I'd probably say redo just because, uh, like I said, it, hindsight being 2020, I could go, all right, well, I just need to go stock up on a few things beforehand and just try to relax as much as possible. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, because we're living in a crazy time. Uh, so that being said, um, tonight's topic is, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of, you know, I saw some different things people posted online, things that were like, you know, how you thought you were, how you thought you were going to dress during the apocalypse. And oh, it's like a picture from like Mad Max. And it's like how you actually dress. And it's like from, um, the big Lebowski, <laughs> you know, going to the grocery store in pajamas and stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's one of those interesting things. And it's like, you know, I, I got to thinking about, it, I was like, well, you know, there's some movies that I'm like, there's no way this is stupid. You know, this is obviously, you know, you have to swallow a lot of, you know, BS in order to accept this world for what it is. But it's like, okay, well, that's the conceit for the movie. Whatever. Let's just get to, you know, what the characters are doing and just go along with it. Uh, that being said, now that we have are, well, currently still living through a pandemic, um, there's some movies and books and TV shows and even video games that you're kind of like, I got to think about, I was like, wow, that's a lot more plausible now. Uh, in some ways, good thing, some ways, a bad thing. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're just going to kind of bring up different books, movies, TV shows, whatever it is, um, that maybe we look at a little different now that we're, li- we've, you know, we've lived through or living through a pandemic. So, um, and you know what? We're also going to throw the social unrest in there as well. Uh, not to dance around with dance around it, but I also don't want to take it lightly and I don't want to go too de- deep into it. But um, there's a lot of social unrest going on right now in the United States. And, um, you know, I haven't been extremely vocal about it. Like I said, I'm also not going to make this my uh, my uh, speaking place for it. Uh, but that being said, um, all I can say is uh, I, you know, just be safe. And please, please, please let this let there be a good outcome to this. Um, there's definitely reform and change that needs to happen, uh, and I hope to see. I, ho- I hope we actually see it. And I, I have to say, unlike previous times where we've had looting and rioting and and peaceful protesting and everything else, it seems like after a while it just kind of dies and nothing ever comes of it. I some, there's something about it this time that makes me feel like there's enough here that we're actually going to see some positive change. And I really hope that's the case. So I feel like this is our next step. We're finally taking the next step after the sixties, right? Where they, they finally got some, some movement there. I feel like 
I'm hopeful that this is where we're going to take our next step in the right direction. And, uh, and yeah, like, like you said, the, we will be discussing this whole thing on a different show at a different time. Yes. Uh, but yeah. And actually, let me just announce that because I'm assuming if you listen to this show, you probably listen to some of the other shows and vice versa. Um, the coming uh, episode of Marginally Geeky, we were going to read uh, the third and uh, final uh, book in the uh, aftermath uh, Star Wars Aftermath trilogy, uh, Star Wars Aftermath Empire's End. Um, we're going to postpone that for a month because of everything that's going on, and we are actually going to be reading uh, How to Be Anti-Racist. So that's going to be our next book. Um, I don't think it's going to be a controversial episode by any means. I'm pretty sure everyone's in the same mindset. Uh, but that being said, it is definitely going to be more, uh, more of a controversial book or whatever. And, you know, we'll, I'll probably announce that here in a couple of days that, you know, Hey, by the way, we're changing things up a little bit. So, you know, that's not the first time that we've changed books or anything at midstream, but you know, it is what it is. So, all right. So that being said, uh, would anyone like to mention a book series, anything? It could even just be an ideology, you know, that's run, you know, in several different movies or whatever. What is something now living through what we've lived through that originally you were just like, eh, maybe, maybe not. And now you're like, Oh no, I totally see that shit happening. <laughs> okay. So, so this one for, I'm going to, I'm going to step in first because I, this is immediately what I thought of, uh, especially with the current regime that's in power down there. Okay. Uh, in the scene outbreak or in, in outbreak to stop the pandemic from spreading, the government approves nuking a town. I never thought that would be plausible. Because, <laughs> like, seriously, that just sounds stupid. But I can completely see it happening. <laughs> with the current regime, uh, with everything going on, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's, that's definitely plausible now. <laughs> you know, I almost was coming down on it in the opposite light in that I don't know because here's the thing Here, here's here's why I see it just being the opposite I understand especially with uh, what the current uh, administration has done you know wanting to call the military in for the civil unrest but the lackadaisical way in which they have handled the, the specific outbreak I'm like no, they would never think of this because by that time it'd be way too fucking late. <laughs> like it would be a town. It'd be like, all right, we have to we have to nuke like North Carolina, just the whole fucking state, because <laughs> we've let it get that far out of out of hand. So, uh, but no, I, I can definitely I see where you're coming from. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Isn't it though? It is. It's horrible, but I see it now. <laughs> Oh, I could just, I could, I could see like, you know, all right, uh, here are your options, right? From the Simpsons. Here's your options. Yes. I pick number three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, let, you know what? Let's just again focus a little bit on Outbreak. Okay. So in the movie Outbreak, you know, I did, Christy had never seen it, by the way. Like we watched it, we watched it just like maybe a month ago. And I don't remember what it was on. I think it was on Netflix. And I was just like, oh, sweet, Outbreak. We probably shouldn't watch this right now. She goes, I've never seen it. I'm like, what? 
I'm yeah. like, oh, hell no. And of course, we start watching it, and the, the credits start at the beginning of the movie, and she's like, oh my god, this person, oh my god, they're in there, oh my god, that person. And I'm like, yes, like this was a this was a blockbuster when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, but yeah, uh, in the movie Outbreak, it's just like, you know, I thought, well, there's a lot of things that would just happen to kind of fly under the radar and go wrong for us to, you know, for something like this to happen. And seeing how things have, have panned out here with COVID-19, I'm like, nope, that this shit literally happened. Now, granted, uh, I think it was called, was it Mutabu is what they were calling it? Yeah. Virus? It, it killed at a much higher rate. Yeah. And it was like immediate. That was the other thing. It was like, it wasn't like, oh, well, you might have the symptom, symptoms. It was like, oh, no, you got it. And three hours later, you're dead. Uh, depending on, because uh, I think that was after it mutated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the first strain it was it took a couple of days and then the, the second strain was a much quicker and that was the thing is uh they had the cure for the first strain and they didn't release it because they were like no 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 it, you know and then they tried it after the fact I was like ah shit it mutated uh-huh. <laughs> so um but it was it was an interesting uh yeah watching it back now. Uh, yeah, there's some interesting parts on there where it's like, yeah, that's that's plausible. Yeah, and very scary. <laughs> like I said, the the you know some of the things about how the administration took care of things and or, or didn't take care of things. Like I said, some of it very. Have either of y'all seen um, Unstoppable? I think is what it's called. With the train. With the train, yes, and Denzel Washington. Yes, yes. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. I watched that movie and the whole time I thought, man, like this would this had to have been a perfect storm mm-hmm. of of fuck ups for things to happen. And then to find out, oh no, it's based on a real story and all of that shit actually happened, I'm just like, damn, that's scary shit. Yeah. So I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's based on a true story. Yeah, so I kind of felt the same way about virus stuff as I do about that movie now. Because like I said, at first I was like, oh man, that's crazy that just everything happened to line up just right. And I'm like, nope, shit could totally do that. (laughs) So, um, well, Chris, is there something you wanted to bring up? Movie, Uh, specific movie or specific book or? or... Well, I was just looking at the ones that I sort of highlighted and they all kind of have theme of um, human race just sort of instead of dealing with the problems, just adding more stuff to just get through it and sort of live in a disillusioned world where, no, everything's fine. <laughs> world is not completely, totally falling apart. We're totally fine. Um, so one of them was Ready Player One. Oh. So instead of just trying to fix their problems, they're just totally ignoring them and then living in a fantasy world. And I can see that now happening with people just wanting to okay this i'm done whatever is happening outside i don't want to deal with it anymore and just absorbing themselves with online content that makes sense that's very that's a very poignant idea i didn't even think about that (laughs) sometimes i have good thoughts (laughs) (laughs) because i mean you're right like i mean you know I don't want this. I'm not trying to tiptoe around, you know, everything that's going on right now, but yes, it is very much of, you know, there are people out there who are, who are definitely fighting tooth and nail and doing everything they can to, you know, throw as much information as they can out there. 
And then, you know, some people are just like, I, I can't handle this. Now, the idea that it would be a, a large enough people for that to happen. But then again, like, like, well, like the things have been going on with COVID. It's, it's just like, especially if, I mean, granted in the book, that wasn't the trigger. It was more so just like people were getting laid off and, you know, the economies were going to crap. We had basically destroyed, you know, the planet. But in either case, you have people sitting around at home doing nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> working from home. Working yeah. from home, or just, just some, they're stuck at home, and there's literally nothing. They don't have. Maybe they don't feel like they have. Because I, I, I can get like this where I just feel powerless. So I'd rather just stay in my own little bubble and just pretend that nothing exists, because it's like a safe place to be. So that movie. Um, sort of just like, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense because, you know, after the porn uh, wars and something else happened and then a bunch of the population died off it's and the world was just, they destroyed it, so it's just slowly dying. So let's just party till this is over. Life <laughs> sucks outside. Yeah. So it's because we've talked to a couple of our friends and they're just like, at the beginning I was okay because... Um, we didn't know they 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 were they were stressed out at the be- very beginning because they had to go to work and then they felt okay that okay now I'm at home now I'm safe now I'm okay I'm gonna out. relax and now they're like okay I need to do something I'm else because I'm done being by myself or I'm done just with or the done long, with the whole thing because yeah. instead of work being a contained eight hours five days a week now it is stretched out to like 16 hours a day yeah and I yeah. don't get to leave my house because uh, this is my workplace and so yeah. it's just so work and play have kind of blended together, together in the way of like okay yeah I can be at home and watching Netflix but I'm also you know, I'm answering emails because I'm on the computer anyway. Well, well, this automatically popped up. I might as well just get to this now. Yeah. So it's so. blurred and it's starting starting to get exhausting for them. So they're 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 just done. They're done. I understand that completely. I um uh an offer came up where I could feasibly work. Now I only get off about I say I only get off three weeks. You know, people are some people. Are, I don't get any time off shooting. Shut the fuck up. But I get off three weeks. I used to get off a lot more time, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, an opportunity came up where I could work summer school, um, and it would be additional pay, but I would still once again be working from home. And I, I was having exactly what you were talking. Like it was so draining trying to do all the stuff at home and then do all the stuff at work at the same time. There was no cutoff. It all blended together. And so I'm really looking forward to here in the, the next three weeks of um, literally just doing whatever I want. Like I don't like, you know, I get up, take care of the house, make sure the boys have lunch and stuff like that. But other than that, I can do whatever I want and I don't have to keep checking my email and, and doing all that, you know, online stuff. So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm looking forward to that, and I definitely understand that. So, um, well, the first thing I wanted to bring up was, um, and this is of course the most extreme version of a virus, essentially, and that is uh, zombies. <laughs> so, uh, and I specifically listed three different three different movies or three different things to kind of go to. Um, in Night of the Living Dead, of course, it happens very very fast, like it's literally overnight. All of a sudden, you know, zombies. Um, but like, 
a lot of the things in some of the movies, you know, it's like, well, there's, you know, zombies coming out or like, let's take uh let's take um, Shaun of the Dead, for example. Like, you know, there's there's signs of it happening, kind of, but no one's really kind of paying attention until all of a sudden it just like hits and then it's already too late at that point. Um, and it's one of those things I'm like, well, surely, surely people would be more vigilant than that. Like, surely we've got to be more vigilant than that. But no, like. Now, granted, this is a different type of thing where you could feasibly be walking around with COVID and and not know. And even and apparently from some of the newer things that are coming out, like have it and not even be passing it to anyone. Like you're literally just have it and like it dies with you, essentially, Um, which is good news. But still, it's like, you know, it's not like zombieism. It's not like, oh, well, you're definitely going to die and you're definitely going to eat, you know, anyone around you. So, you know, we have to keep that in mind. But the idea that. Um, we would just kind of be like, meh, whatever. It's, yeah. it's fine. You know, we'll, we'll take it serious when it needs to become serious. And then it just all of a sudden like overruns us yeah. is, um, yeah, it's kind of scary. That's why like 28 days later. later. Yes. Cause yeah. Could you, I could imagine waking up in a hospital and everybody's gone, which uh-huh. is not far off from what some people are seeing. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, People that are in a hospital and they're not getting visitors anymore and they're not getting, and that's kind of how it would start. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, you're, you're just kind of walking around and, uh, and that's why I love that opening scene with him where he wakes up and the, the hospital is empty. And mm-hmm. what the hell's going on? So, yeah. Also, the way Walking Dead started, you know, waking up in the hospital and it's just like, where the fuck am I and what's going on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, zombie zombie movies. That was kind of one of the biggest concedes to me was always the um, the idea that you know we were going you know we would not let this get to that point and you know unfortunately that's happened and um, uh, you know you know listening to uh, I was actually just listening to a podcast today with a guy who has written several books on uh, virology and specifically uh, uh, the different influenzas that's happened. Um, and the re- one of the reasons why we um, compare the this virus to, um, even though it's not a flu, we, we compare it more to um, um, Spanish flu than we do Asian flu, which happened in like 57 and 62, um, is because that one was not, we still there were still 100,000 people that died, but it was nowhere near as it didn't spread as easily and it didn't, you know, it wasn't as deadly. So, you know, that's why it was more, but it's just like that shit happened not that long ago that, and it's crazy. And one of the things, one of the questions that was interesting that they brought up talking to the guy was, um, you know, he's like, you know, I've done research. He's like, I could have missed it. He said, you know, I'm, <laughs> he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I, co- I cover politics. He's like, so, you know, um, you know, I'm going way out of my field here trying to do research. That's why I get professionals in here. He, but he was like, you know, the idea of, you know, social distancing has been around, but we we never called it and it was never a really thing. And the guy's like, well, technically speaking, um, the real idea of social distancing didn't really happen until after the bird flu. And they thought it might help. But then when they find, you know, after bird flu, they, we figured out, oh, this is actually something we can do to combat it. So the real idea of social distancing really hasn't been around for more than about a decade. And that's why we haven't seen it or whatever. Um but yeah, it, it you know it, it it's it's one of those things. I'm just like you know when I see these mo- you know see a movie about zombies or whatever. Now I'm just gonna be like, oh okay, yeah, I can kind of see that going. It, did either of y'all either read um, World War Z? No. 
I haven't read it, no. It is a fantastic book, but it talks about how uh, in the book, the, uh, the zombie plague started in China, and China was very careful to uh, try to hide it as, as long as possible, which unfortunately they've been blamed about on COVID as well, but they're kind of still out on that. Um, but then, yeah, it, it, it talks about one of the problems was, you know, the idea of it took so long for people to come around to the idea of the dead literally eating us, like coming back, you know, coming back and eating us. That was such a hard idea. And then all of a sudden there was this turn. And I specifically remember like in the early days of COVID, it was like, well, there's no way we're going to shut down. There's no way this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, this shit's happening. Like <laughs> get your supplies. Yeah. You're staying inside. So yeah. I still um, remember. I still remember uh, the road. I don't remember what it was that they had just canceled, but it was, I think it was a big Comic Con or something like that. We were driving home and because we were still talking about going to Florida for our trip and we we're still doing that. And we're driving home and we heard that this actually was whatever it was, was getting canceled. And we kind of looked at each other. It's like, yeah, we're not going to Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's <laughs> so. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it, for me, the the big turn was when they literally because we were on we were just going on summer break or uh, spring break, and it was like, well, surely, surely we're surely we'll be gone back on Monday. But then all of a sudden it was just like, nope, we, we will be gone. And unfortunately, in the very beginning, it was very much week to week. It was like, well, we're not going back this week. Maybe the next week. We're like, all right, cool. We get two weeks off of summer school. Yay. Or spring break. And then it was like, nope, not going back in. Nope, not going back to the end of the month. It's just like, oh, shit, this is real. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the idea uh, of, of it sneaking up on you just kind of, uh, yep. you know, heaven forbid we have something really, really outrageous break out. Because, I mean, that was the other thing was, you know, they were talking about they're like, you know, the we didn't have anywhere near the world travel that we have now. So, you know, used to it was like, granted, we, you know, communication also wasn't as good as well, but it's just like, you know, if something super dangerous were to to, to break out and we weren't just absolutely immediately um, informed about it and immediately took steps, like it would, it wouldn't take any time at all for it just to go everywhere and it'd be scary shit. So, uh, not that COVID wasn't that scary at times. So, um, all right, right. What's something else that you've kind of been thinking about that maybe maybe looks a little different after our, so, our now? So I I love this movie. Uh, it's been one that I've been watching since I was a teen, and I really enjoyed it. And I always thought certain things were a little funny in the movie. Um, as soon as I start mentioning them, you'll you'll start figuring it out. Uh, but can we please invent the three uh, seashells? Because Demolition Man, the reason why they don't give high fives isn't because it's violent, because it doesn't spread shit. Uh-huh. They don't have sex in the, in, is because it doesn't spread shit. That's social distancing. Social distancing was introduced and they just took it to another degree. And so somewhere in that world, after they freeze uh, Sylvester Stallone, they've had a pandemic and all of these got introduced and they are down just part of the culture. And that's why they do the high fives that don't touch. And that's why they do. So I'm saying that's 
I'm gonna be honest with you, like I would be okay with some of the stuff. Like, granted, you know, I, I've only got a couple people I kind of fist bump, but I would be completely okay. So, like, um, when I had to go to work for this thing that we were doing for to help with graduation, uh, you know, walking around with my with my mask on, and uh, two of my fellow techs walk up. They're both wearing their mask as well. And uh, uh, now, mind you, they're both black guys. But literally, they were they're like, "Sup, Gene." I am totally for those of you who listen to audio. I just did the Wakanda Forever. You know, the I'm to- dude. I'm down with that. Like, if we want to replace handshakes with that, I'm down for that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I got to thinking about it today. Like, yes, wearing a mask is still annoying. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm you know I, I don't. You know, granted, all those people seem to have shut up after, you know, all the uh, uh, social injustice outbreaks. But because uh, it's like, really, you know, people are dying and you're complaining about wearing a mask. Fuck you. Um, but like, yeah, wearing a mask all the time is not the most comfortable thing. But like, I've gotten used to it. Like, it's like, OK, I get in the car. I have my routine. I got my mask sitting here. When I pull up to the grocery store, if I have to go in for something, the mask comes on. I go in. I do my shopping. You know, come back out, start the car, put on hand sanitizer, take the mask off. I've just, it's, it's normal now. So and we've got the same routine and I was actually thinking about it. So my mask hangs on the shifter. Mm -hmm. So it's just there. And I'm thinking in my head, that's actually going to be something included in the next, in these next models. If this keeps going, Mm -hmm. the mask spot in your, in your dash They'll have a spot for hand sanitizer to be put in. Like this could fundamentally change the way that we even drive. Like it's not maybe not so much the driving, but how the cars look on the inside. The hand sanitizer, I'm like, that's not a bad idea. But then again, I don't know if y'all saw that thing. Now, granted, I'm sure it was just it was a one in a million shop where the hand sanitizer overheated and caught fire or whatever. Yeah. But um, but still, like that's like because I mean, you know. The, the the thing you pushed in for the for lighters for you know smokers that was the big thing I could see now you're absolutely right maybe in the future you have it's a specific box that you can fill with hand sanitizer and you know it's shielded so it doesn't get as hot as the rest of the cabin and the AC goes through it or something right or like something it, yeah yeah like, or it's a compressed one or something where mm-hmm. uh, and then you just top it up when you top up your windshield fluid like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, that's crazy, but I, I kind of really like that idea to be honest with you. So, um, it's of course it's funny. Like my brother was saying, he runs this um, strength and conditioning camp, and uh, like half of it is done virtually, and the other half is done in person. And he's like, I've got this big bottle. Who's telling my partner on this? He's like, I got this big bottle of um, uh, uh, hand sanitizer. And he's like, most of the women that come up and, and, you know, do this workout or whatever, he's like, they never touch it. And at first my partner, I'm like, well, why is that? He goes, because they all have their routines. They are already programmed to go to their car and immediately pull out their hand sanitizer that they probably had in their car way before all the shit started and, and use that. So I'm like, well, that makes sense. So I don't like some of the ones that uh, are provided by stores because they just smell horrible to me. Like they're, it's almost like they're, rotten a little bit yeah like they've gone bad or something mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's why I use our own. Yeah. So. I've got two bottles in the car. Yeah. But yeah, like it's like it said, it like you know that that's actually a really <laughs> the thought of the three shells, and of course the meme was running around so much whenever toilet paper was so hard to find for a while there. Just give me the three shells already. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, just something. Come on. I want to know how they work. <laughs> I, Honestly, I have a feeling it's a bidet. Probably. It, it doesn't say that, but yes. I'm, I think it's a bidet. Oh, they are a thing. Yep. And I'm sure, like a bunch of other stuff, they, like, all of a sudden that market, like, despite. Oh, <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, Chris, what's something else you want to bring up? Oh, pardon me. Boo. Sorry, the cat had me up very early. Um, it's one of my favorite movies, and it's more just a call to, because when it first came out, it was so Wally. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, so it's humans have left because we turned the earth into a garbage dump. So we're just gonna magically solve our problems and leave. And when the earth <laughs> fixes itself, we'll come back. And that's kind of what we kind of have that mentality of like, because SpaceX has now happened, they've launched into space and space exploration is sort of now it's back on, back on. Yep. It's like boots on the moon so that it can become a stop to Mars. So become like a pickup zone to go to Mars. It's like, because we kind of, the earth will be fine if we're not here, but it's kind of like, well, why are we going to fix it? Let's just leave. We'll just colonize somewhere else, and then the Earth will heal itself. Reminds me of the Bubba verse. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Well, crap. Yeah. So I can see it more now, especially with the garbage, because we've made more garbage, because now um, there was this movement towards zero waste, and companies coming out with um, starting to do compostable plastics and biodegradable plastics, and turning to more uh, reusable containers for their things. And now, we can, and I... We're part uh, of we're this. We're part yep. of this, too, because I was an avid zero waster for so long. Now it's like, if those apples do not come in plastic, I'm not buying them because I've touched <laughs> them. And the majority of people around here don't wear masks when they're yeah. in the grocery store. So I, our garbage has increased like crazy, and the disposable culture sort of coming back because of germs yep. so we're just now creating and recycling programs have shut down and mm-hmm. uh, well, ours luckily has started back up and and i know and i don't know if it was all of california but there were places in california where they had outlawed um plastic bags like you said they were moving towards that movement and then all of a sudden they had to stop and reverse that because they're like yeah. When was the last time you washed your reusable bag? Have you ever washed your reusable bag? And it's like, oh shit, this is not a good deal. Yeah. yeah. So. I have my reusable bags, and I miss using them, and I miss using my produce bags, but you're not allowed to use them. And at this point, I'm fine with that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I get it. I don't want my stuff to touch the conveyor belt with your stuff because I don't know where you've been, and you don't know where I've been, and we're just all going on the honor system right now. And I do, I do appreciate the companies that are using the paper bags. Yes. Um, we did have one company that I, uh, I went to that they were using cardboard boxes again. And just, okay. well, that way you had those instead of plastic bags. So that was good. Yeah. And some grocery stores will let you have those plastic boxes to put the groceries in, but yeah. you know, 
is few far between. But yeah, so the garbage accumulation seems to be getting a little bit more, and depending on part of the planet that you live in, that could be a terrible thing because it was already pretty bad. And yeah, so we're just gonna be Earth in Wally, and by and large, we'll rule the planet. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not an optimist. <laughs> I know. I know, but some more stuff has been coming out where they've been, like you said, doing the degradable, the biodegradable stuff. Yeah. And hopefully we move to that shift where it's like, well, okay, so we can't use the normal plastic bags because they're bad, they're bad for the earth. But we also can't seem to use all the reusable stuff because some of you folks don't understand how to wash yet. Uh, so maybe, maybe we need to start looking at the third option. So hopefully that will be a thing. Hopefully, I'm hopeful that hoping. I don't know if I'm hopeful um, that it's the plastic, the research that goes into different types of plastics still continues, and there's still that movement to find a better solution. Right. I'm hopeful. I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm not, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, just remember all of the all of the wonderful plastics that i print here are all made out of a pla which is all corn based and it can't sit in super hot places because then it it just melts and eventually it goes away <laughs> so uh yeah i have to warn people about that i'm like don't leave that in a hot car it will start to it will start to i really i'm, I'm really would kind of like to do my own experiment i, I have seriously thought about just printing something and just sitting it out and be like well we're about to hit texas sun like literally Friday or Tuesday is supposed to hit like 105, oh. not heat index, just 105. Okay, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I should just print something and just set it outside and just see. Cause uh, studies have shown like 90 days and it's gone. Like it, it basically, and I'm sure there are probably some chemicals in there that aren't great, but the majority of it is corn based. So at least it's not oil. It's not like petroleum that's, you know, melting and going, what's that? I just looked up the conversion, what 105 degrees Fahrenheit is. That's 40.5 degrees Celsius, and that's without the humidex? Yeah, and then the yep. probably closer to 50. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ugly. It's going to be ugly. It's June. Why is it so hot there? Because it's Texas. Oh, welcome to Texas. <laughs> um, we, oh. had, we had one summer, a couple summers ago, that was like, 40 straight days of 100 plus degree it was ridiculous yeah it was it was stupid it was absolutely stupid welcome to texas where you can get hypothermia from going inside yeah (laughs) and that's the other thing is my office has been like 69 it's been cold in my office so i'm so literally i'm surprised like when you open the door there's not like a front that like there's a storm that just generates (laughs) so um well, going back to what we were talking about with the viruses and stuff, yep. we already talked about outbreak and, and yep. uh, like contagion. Uh, I wanted to bring up the stand. Stephen okay. King's, you know, apocalyptic. And that was literally the flu. Oh, was it? I've never seen it. See, I haven't watched it. I, I remember starting watching it, and I just never. Don't watch it. It's not good. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it is a, it is made, it was a made for TV movie, and it was definitely, like, the special effects are so, so bad. There's some actually decent actors in it, but it was, oh, it's bad. Um, the book is extremely long, and, 
Uh, it all starts off with there's a uh, there's a flu called Captain Captain Trips, I believe is what they called it. And it's relentless and it just it rips through everyone. And the only people who survive just had a natural antibody to it. And that's the only reason they survived. Like once you got it, you were dead within days or hours or something. Um, And so, I mean, it was it was a horrific it was a horrific flu that, you know, went through and pretty much killed everyone. But, um, and then afterwards, it's just, you know, these people trying to pick up their lives or whatever and, and, you know, trying to find other people and so on and so forth. And once again, we're talking about something that is, you know, thousands of times worse than what we're living through now. But it's also one of those things that's just like, you know, if we did run into something like that, you know, seeing how poorly in most places, okay in some places and actually a couple places actually have done really, really well with it. It's like, man, like, um, what was it New, New Zealand that had yeah. like, yeah, like fucking New Zealanders are going to inherit the earth if something, <laughs> if something happens. So, um, but yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, like I said, before all this went down, I'm just like, well, okay, it's a Stephen King book. This is, this is what we have to get to, to get to the main story. So sure. Why not? Killer flu kills everyone. And there's only certain people left. And now it's just like, man, that. Damn, Steven. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> a little too That's, real there, dude. Yeah. yeah, a little too real. By the way, I don't know. Someone posted something or another. He he said something or another about the current administration and COVID and comparing it to the stand. And someone wrote back, not knowing who the fuck he is, and was like, have you even read the stand? And he's just like, really? <laughs> You're right. I haven't read it. I wrote it, motherfucker. <laughs> so, anyway. But yeah, I wanted to kind of bring up the stand when we were talking about the, the virology stuff. So, um, something else I just want to bring up real quick. So, uh, apocalypse type movies or whatever. So, um, going back to what I originally said, Mad Max. Everyone's like, in the apocalypse, we're going to be wearing leather. We're going to be wearing, you know, driving these weirded out vehicles and all this other shit. Granted, this is not the apocalypse. We are nowhere near the actual apocalypse. But the idea of what you're wearing to scavenge for food and supplies <laughs> definitely is not quite living up to the Mad Max. Where, like I said, it's more like uh, it's more like uh, the Big Lebowski. Because, yeah, I you know I, I'm rolling around the grocery store, in shorts and a t-shirt, and uh, got my mask on, and you know just. Trying not, trying to stay away from people, trying not to touch anything I don't have to touch, and yeah. then I go, then I go back to my uh, basically uh, uh, station wagon and, and go home. <laughs> yeah, I comment. I saw somebody and they're like, "Oh, you look all dressed up." I was wearing jeans because <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing jeans outside. Yeah. I'm like, "Well, I was going outside. I don't know. It made me feel better to put jeans on." <laughs> oh yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was some of the things I was, you know, wanted to ask people. Granted, you know, um, uh, we're, we still don't know exactly where, where, where we stand with the fall school starting back up. Like, that's still a question mark. But it was one of those things I wanted to ask people. I was like, all right, so what are you going to miss the most as a teacher? Now, granted, a lot of the teachers are genuinely missing their kids. Like, they would, they, they really want to get back in there and, and be with their kids. On the other hand, the idea that you get to go pee whenever you want is kind of really nice. Yeah. Uh, 
for the ladies, particularly the fact you don't have to wear a bra or like you can just wear pajama bottoms or whatever is just like, man, I gotta get back into either pants or a skirt or something. That sucks. Um, but yeah, it's just you know those those questions like, what are you going to miss the most? And for me, it is doing work while having Netflix on. Yeah. Because Netflix, I can't get Netflix while I'm at work. I mean, I could run it off my phone, but that eats up a bunch of data. But it's just like, oh, look, look at me. I'm still doing work and I have Netflix on, which apparently you thought for whatever reason, you know, was going to cause me to basically just sit around and do nothing. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so like uh, the whole idea of going, you know, the, the apocalypse and <laughs> having to scavenge food and stuff, not quite. Like I said, we're not on that level, but it's definitely not, uh, quote unquote, living up to those expectations. <laughs> it's okay, though. Do what? She's okay with it not being. Uh, yeah, I'm okay, too. <laughs> it's hot enough with a mask on. I really don't want to have to be wearing leather everywhere I go. Yeah, no thanks. Chase. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also had down here, like, Planet of the Apes, just because. I one of the Planet of the Apes, too. Yeah, it's one of those it's one of those things. It's also like, um, man, there's no way that could ever sneak up on us. Well, maybe. I mean, it's a really crazy ass idea, but uh, murder hornets exist, like really. Oh yeah. Um, so and so that brings me to I, I've got kind of a theme between two of them. Okay. So, Twelve monkeys and Terminator Two. Okay. Nope. Is Somebody came to you and said, so last year, right? Go back a year ago. Oh, this is good. Somebody says to you, next year, we're going to have a pandemic. There's going to be murder hornets. Shit's going to hit the fan. There's going to be a recession that you've never seen before. And, you know, just enlist everything that's been happening. Yep. You're going to put them in the fucking insane asylum. Yep, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, that's where Twelve Monkeys and and uh, T two, yeah, both of them are the same. So that's a that's a really good point. I mean, I've seen people post like I don't know if y'all have seen that thing where people have posted like so I guess everyone loses the whole thing from last year. So where are you going to be a year from now? Or what was like? Oh yeah, five years from now. For five years from now, I was like, yep, no one got that one right. <laughs> Nope. No. No, that's a good thought. I didn't even think about that. About you know someone cut because I mean seriously, if you did go back and try to try to tell someone you know what this year was like, they're just gonna be like, they wouldn't Get believe the fuck you. out of here. Believe you. Yeah. That sounds yeah. ridiculous. Burrow hornets. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Global pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go sit down now. Sure. Yeah. Oh, like SARS. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's. They're right. going to down the NBA and, and football and hockey and baseball. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Nobody in Hollywood is going to be making movies. And... Yeah. Theaters are going to be empty. Sure. Do you know what movies are coming out next year? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, Chris, you got anything else? Um, I had, let's see what else I got here. Okay, so here's one with the social, V for Vendetta. So this is um, kind of based on um, French Revolutionary, and I can't remember the guy. No. Um, 
But anyways, Viva Vendetta is it's it's got Natalie Portman in it and uh, Hugo Weaving, and it is a it's a Big Brother has really suppressed the um, the population, and there's this snippets of you seeing civil unrest of people wanting to rebel and get out from underneath and desperate for change because life is miserable under this regime. And then there's this big, and it starts with one gentleman, and he, oh, I wish I remembered the last name. It's Guy something, and I can't remember it. Guy Fox. Thank you. It's France, and it's in France. Anyways, so that, and, and it's it seems so, we haven't really seen a revolution, not like a real true revolution in our collective lifetime. No. I mean, we, right. we were not old enough to be have seen the 60s social revolution. Um, there really hasn't I, been I, rem- I remember the wall coming down. But we weren't there. We weren't there. We've never experienced, that's what I'm saying. So but, we've yeah. never experienced anything like yeah. that. We've never been part of anything like that. So watching that, it's just like, there's no way that people accept living like that. There's no way that they would put up with that crap. And turns out that they have been, and now they're done, and this is what's happening, right? It's yeah. people push to the brink. Do they they lash out? It's not because they want to or that they're delinquent. It's just because they're trying to get your attention. It goes back to oh, why can't you just uh, those memes where it's why can't you just do it peacefully? And then they show everybody trying to do it peacefully time after time after time, and none of it worked. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your only recourse? And it's, you know. No, that being said, I will say I'm very thankful that the protests have gone back to being peaceful. Um, so that is good. Yes. But, mm-hmm. Sorry, pe- peaceful on the side of the protesters. Because now the weather has True. Just- worth a fencing around it. Depend, depending on where you're at. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I just wanted to throw in there, um, and this isn't my idea, but I did, I did see someone post something about it was, um, uh, I don't, I haven't even played this, these games. Have you ever played the fallout games? A little bit. I, I played a couple of them, uh, and, but never very far into it. So after basically the story is it's way far, far in the future the basically earth is eradicated from nuclear weapons and everything else and and you're you're, you're living through this hellscape and um the i you know <laughs> I'll never forget when I read this the guy was I can't remember who posted it but they were like they're like yeah well all the fallout games are complete total bullshit there's no way we would stay in bunkers that long. We can't even fucking stay in our house for a month without going crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, dude's got a point. <laughs> so I saw that. And then I've thought, you know, and then I've thought about other things where it's like, oh, no, you know, everyone like everyone has to stay inside because of, you know, a monster or something like that. And I'm just like, yeah, no wonder there are very few people left because there are not many people that could actually withstand that type of, you know, all the introverts take over the earth yeah. because yes. we're fine at home. <laughs> yep. And even then, we're just like, even as introverted as we are, we're still like, I still need to get out a little bit. I yeah. still want to talk to a few people. Yeah. Not everyone. I don't want to talk to everyone. I just want to talk to a few people. Just some select people. Yeah. Never of uh, 12 Monkeys, right? They send Bruce Willis on the top of the earth because they're all living underground. Yeah. And he has surface, to go, yeah, yeah, he has to go to the surface to kind of like scavenge for things and, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, our cat's going sorry, crazy. Our cat's going bonkers. That's perfectly fine. I understand about crazy cats. Um, but yeah, I just it, it's one of those those things that you know, um, you know, I always thought that I would. I definitely handled staying home and separated from people better than Christy did. Like it, yeah. she's definitely more social than I am. Um, the boys have been okay for the most part. I mean, they have missed classmates. Mainly they miss being able to see their cousins. They have been able to go see their cousins and visit a little bit. Um, for them, the main thing was the idea that when, when you're home, we're home and we relax. And when you're at school, you're serious and you do work. And now it's like, wait a minute, I got to do serious work at home? What is this shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the, the homeschooling for elementary kids, not so bueno. Um on the other hand, I'm sure there are quite a few middle and element and high school students that are probably just like, yeah, all right, whatever. I, I didn't care about anyone there anyway. So I'm just trying to get through this shit. Well, Quinn has definitely handled it way better than Logan. Uh-huh. School sometimes trips him up a little bit because the teacher's not right there to ask the question, and I am a very poor substitute teacher. Um, so trying to get in the habit of, okay, well, message your teacher, message your teacher, message your teacher. She's there. Right. So message her. I, cause I don't know. Um, but he, Quinn only had like a couple of friends anyways, and he talks to them online. So he's fine. He doesn't need to see people face to face like right. that. Logan, on the other hand, is like, I'm done. I want to see my friends. I've mm-hmm. had an <laughs> I miss school. I miss my freaking teacher. I miss band. I miss like she's missed out on a lot because before all this happened, we were in the middle of a teacher's strike. So a lot of extracurricular activities had already been canceled. There were field trips that had already been canceled. The grade eight grad trip was already threatening to be canceled and now it is anyway. So she was missing out on a lot anyway. And then I'm more like Quinn where I was I'm fine being at home. It is nice to see a couple people. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely different living in town where we have neighbors. We actually see people anyway because they're just there. But, yeah, Logan's having the hardest time being an extrovert and seeing people. So she actually had to hide in a bunker. <laughs> She'd be done. I think she'd just go. She'd literally go nuts. I don't think that. No, she would not survive that. I don't see her surviving Can't that. Can I just go next door? <laughs> yeah. Sure, if you want the monster to kill you. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's yeah. worth it. Yes. Yeah, for her at a certain point, it would be like, I need to get out of here. It's yeah. worth it to risk it. So yeah. risk my life to go see other people. Because she's, yeah, she, yeah. that's what recharges her. Yep. And Christy, Christy's the same way. Because I'm like, just Skype with them or just, you know, yeah. Zoom or whatever. And she's like, it's not the same. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It isn't the same. And I'll be very honest with you. The, one of the main reasons I have been as good as I've been is uh-huh. because we've been playing board games online. Uh-huh. That has been huge for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, we probably would have gotten online and, and just chatted regardless, just, you know, got on just to, to goof off or whatever. But being able to do something at the same time has, has definitely been good for my, my, my mental capability. So. Especially when you screw a Canadian. Oh, for heaven's sake. I didn't screw that. <laughs> hey, I keep getting screwed over too, so it's all good. <laughs> we're pretty but brutal. It, I have to say, we're pretty brutal online. 
talking sometimes. Yeah. You guys yeah. are. There's a lot yeah. of. Uh, but it's fun. Yeah. Every man's for himself. Every person's for himself. Jen is brutal for that. Oh, Jen's fucking ruthless. Yes. <laughs> so. She, uh, um, so I, I do. I have a couple more that I okay. just wrote real quick. So Jumanji, where we are living in Jumanji right now. Can you finish your damn game? Yes, because it seems like every week it's a new. We've hit the new level. Something new has come out. Like literally, I mean, that was the meme for a while. There it was like, you, you know, sixty in Jumanji. Yeah, <laughs> it was because we had, you know, we had the COVID going on, and then all of a sudden, fucking murder hornets, and it's just like, what? So, so. I, I have a feeling that somebody started their game four years ago. <laughs> just saying. Oh jeez. Just when when they won when he won, that's the beginning of like that's, that's when the game started. Yeah, kinda a little bit. It was oh shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> defied logic. Uh and then for books I wrote down Hunger Games. Cause I can totally see <laughs> this <laughs> current regime saying, hey. Let's uh, let's start something up. <laughs> well, okay, so you say that in that whenever everything first started happening, like the states were basically told, yeah, go go get your own supplies, go get your own shit. And it's like, wait, what? No, aren't you supposed to be helping us with it? You know, helping us with that? You're kind of the federal government. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and by the way, we're gonna take that shit that you made uh, for us. Yeah. Exactly. Because we're the capital, so fuck you. District one, yeah. Um, which by the way, all of the different, uh, all of, all of the different maps and stuff that I saw had Texas grouped in with like the Southern states. I was like, nope, that ain't going to work. We're our own shit. <laughs> if you're from Texas, you understand that we, we are not, we are in the South, but we are not in the South. Like Texas is Texas. Not, not that other bullshit. That, that's one of the reasons why I get so pissed off when I see people. Uh, number one, the Confederate flag pisses me off for multiple reasons. But if I see it being flown with a Texas flag, I'm just like, you're not a real Texan. Where'd you come from? What do you mean? You're not a real Texan. If you're a Texan, you wear the Texas flag. And that that's our shit. Like, we don't, we're not going back to any of the flags. Yeah, they've flown here, but this is it. So yeah. that's just kind of a, a, a Texas mentality. We're just, you know, we're, we're different enough. And when I was like, no, we need to be in our own district. Fuck y'all. <laughs> district Texas. Hell yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and then the only other one was for video games. Uh, I threw down World War Z because uh, there is a video game for it. And yeah, you're running around just trying to collect shit and a bunch of zombies coming after you. <laughs> I'm tired of watching that movie and I just shut it off after 15 minutes because it's, I was like, no, this is just too intense. Too intense, I guess. nothing <laughs> like the books. The books, number one, the, one of the reasons I also love the books so, are the books so much is because it's slow rambling, you know, the slow um um what's his face uh he did night of the living dead um it's his version of zombies and in the movie they're fucking running which i'm just like nope that's not a zombie oh okay because the book because the movie was too much i had to shut it off i couldn't it was too yeah i don't know if you could listen to the book the the book really could be broken into three different movies it's because all it it, it's the the premise for the book is um it's uh max brooks it's mel brooks son and he's collecting information for after the world for after the world zombie apocalypse. And he writes he's supposed to be writing this report and they tell him you have to throw out all the emotional stuff. We just need the facts. And he's pissed off about it. And they're like, well, fucking go write a book. You still have all your notes. No one's stopping you. Just go write a book. And this is the book. 
And it's it's him sitting down doing interviews with all these people from all over the world, from all walks of life, talking about how everything went to shit. Yeah. Um, and and like literally, it's just it's it is really scary because some of the the, the thought processes like it's like um I can't even remember which two countries it was. Because at one point he was like, you know, everyone thinks, you know, like Pakistan and their neighbor are, are the ones. If anyone's going to fire nukes, it's going to be them. And it's like, nope, it's going to be these two other countries because at least they have diplomatic stuff set up between those two. You're going to have these two other little countries and shit's going to get really bad. People, A lot of people are going to start dying and people are going to get scared and there's not going to be any communication and they're just going to fucking fire. And then we're going to have not only zombies walking the fucking earth, we're also going to have you know, nuclear fallout and it's just, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And then at some point you do finally have the bright spot where it's like, Nope, we can either let zombie, we can either just keep hiding and let zombies wipe themselves out or we can take back being the dominant species on this planet. And then it's, this is how we started taking the planet back. And then at that point it gets better, but it gets really fucking dark. (laughs) So Anyway, but it is a fantastic book because the the voice actors on it, almost everyone is a superstar uh, voice actor on it. But I mean, it's it's Max Brooks. I'm sure he went to his dad. He was like, hey, dad, who do you know who would read on this thing? And it's just like it's an A list of people. You're just going to like if you go look up everyone who's read on, you're just going to be holy shit. Like, so it's good an audio book then. Oh, my God. The audio book is fantastic. Uh, oh, it, it's probably – I would say it's probably the – reading-wise, because of the readers, it's probably hands down the best book just because of the, the range of readers because it's – oh, it's just so, – it's so good. I have to listen to it at least a couple – you know, at least once a year or whatever just because, it, like I said, I know it ends up okay, but it's – it's it, like I said, it is pretty dark, but just listening to the voice cast is phenomenal. So. Cool. Let's check it out. Uh, well, is there anything else that y'all wanted to bring up? Those are, I think we've covered it for the most part. Like, I'd love for me to, like, I was trying to think of how to, how to incorporate Star Trek into this. Other than the economy going to absolute shit and nothing being worth anything. And then that's when they decide, you know what? Money's not worth anything anyway, so money doesn't exist anymore. Much like Star Trek. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing I could see coming out of that. Uh, I'd love her. That's Gene. Gene Roddenberry made a beautiful world. Yeah, and, and I want to live in it. He does. He's really <laughs> hopeful. He lives in it. Yeah, I was funny. I was bringing up to my brother today that our uh, on uh, was it Sunday when he launched back up. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, I was telling the kids because the kids were watching it. What's funny was is Nicholas is the one that brought up. He goes. What if something bad happens and then it blows up? I'm like, well, guess what, kid? You get the same experience that your parents got. And because uh, we talked, I talked about that with Christy. I'm like, you know, yeah, that would be a horrible thing, but we're gonna err on we're gonna err on the side of hope and we're gonna watch it because yeah. this is a phenomenal thing and, and we watched it. Um, and the kids, you know, had a blast watching it. So, um, where was I going with this? Oh, that was the fact. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, if you talk to most people at NASA, they were all, they're all big Star Trek fans, you know, that, you know, science and everything else. I'm like, it's just kind of funny. The way that we're getting back to space is based on a guy who's a Star Wars fan 
and named the rocket after the Falcon. Because <laughs> that's what the Falcon 9 is named after. It is named after the Millennium Falcon. And every time I tell that to people, they're like, are you serious? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm serious. So, oh yeah. But you know what? It takes both. You had to have both to get it there, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. So, Which is another reason you don't have to be a Trek or Wars person. You can be both. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. Um, well, I guess that wraps up our, our show for uh, the month, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move into our picks and pans. Does anyone want to go first? Sure. All right, what you got for us? Uh, so, I started, and I'll discuss this more on Creatively Geeky. Uh, but I was able to start making my shop uh, Yay! up so that I can actually make stuff for the house and do other things. So, yeah, I'm pretty psyched about that. And then um, uh, the other thing that I want to try and focus on as well, trying to stay on the positive side of things. So uh, the anti-racist book, I'm about halfway through right now. Um, and... I'm thankful that we have the time right now to kind of check ourselves and kind of, you know, educate ourselves on certain things. And so if you get the chance, you know, read that one before we get into it, and then you can join us in the conversation there. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, my pick, I'm going to jump in here real quick. My pick is an old pick. Um, my boys and I finished uh, Star Wars, the, Clo- uh, the Clone Wars. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was such a good series, uh, especially that last season. Well, most of that last season. There were a couple episodes that were kind of off on a sidetrack, and I was like, okay, I understand where they're going here. We're getting some more character development. But uh, the last part of it was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, So we were trying to find something else to watch, so we started watching these old Transformer cartoons. And then I got noticed, someone posted it, everyone was super excited, that Avatar, The Last Airbender, the car- the original cartoon series, was coming back to Netflix. And I was, I told my boys, I said, nope, we're dropping everything, and this is what we're watching. And I I, I remember how much I love this series. Um, my boys are loving watching it as well. Um, if you have never watched Avatar, yes, it is for kids. It was on Nickelodeon. So, yes, there is some definitely younger kids' humor in it. But this show fucking touches on everything. It touches on sexism. It touches on racism. It touches on being different. It touches on um, what it means to do the honorable thing, what it means for duty, what it means to, you know, for friendship, for love. It is such a good series. Uh, so if you've never watched Avatar The Last Airbender, watch it. It is it's great. Um, the people who originally did it are the ones that went on and did the Voltron series, uh, yeah. that was on, uh, Netflix that I also really adored, um, and have gone on to even do the Dragon Prince. And I freaking adore that as well. Um, if you like that type of storytelling that is very inclusive, very much, um, you know, there are, you know, like I said, there, they, it touches on racism and it touches on, uh, nationalism and and everything else and it's just like you see um you, you know you you see these characters and their kids and they they are growing and they're learning and it's a and it's an excellent way to present all of this stuff to kids and the character of uncle iroh may be one of the greatest gifts we've ever gotten because mm-hmm. uncle iroh is the shit so anyway if you have not watched avatar the last airbender the cartoon series not that atrocity movie 
um, go watch it. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. So, anyway, uh, Chris, what's your pick or pan for the month? So, have a couple of picks. Um, all next Netflix based. So, because what else am I gonna watch? Um, <laughs> so the, the Great Canadian Baking Show. Oh yeah, you fell in love with that. There's three seasons. <laughs> it's so cute. I really like camaraderie shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't like shows where people pit themselves against each other. And it's oh, I didn't come here to make friends, and everybody's like douchebags and stuff. It's like oh, it's, like, really? This is what you're doing? Like how seriously do you need to take it? Yeah. You know. So the bakers actually help. So each the other bakers are and... very supportive and helpful, and the and the hosts for the first two seasons. Um, you, uh, Dan Levy is one of the hosts. He's yeah. Eugene Levy's son. Um, oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, the first yeah. two seasons, if, he's a host. If if it's on here in the U.S., Chris may watch it just for him. She okay. adores him. Yes. The third season, they mix it up. I don't know who these people are who host it. I'm I'm sure, sure. they're Canadian, but I don't yeah. know who they are. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad with Canadian celebrities. Um, but anyways, it's a really cute uplifting show very positive um then there's a new docuseries called history 101 very interesting again it's everything from plastics to nuclear power power feminism just uh i think it's like 25 minutes or something like that yeah uh even uh they talk about uh china china and how did it come to be the global powerhouse that it did and, and how fast they have and all that stuff so it's a really great and it's completely um uh, fact-based. Yeah. It's just fact-based. Fact but there's they're some, quick episodes. So. Quick episodes. Yeah. There's no political leanings on anything. You can tell it's just, here are the facts. This is what happened. There you go. Except for the nuclear part. They oh. they, they kind of start off a little, more, a little more political in the way of, you know, is it the fire? Like, uh, are we fighting playing with fire right now that we can't control? So I, I'm like, oh, God, mm-hmm. here we go. Gotcha. Oh. I've been watching because I've already watched Friends a bajillion times in the office a lot, and we have Amazon Prime, so I burned through Parks and Rec twice. So New Girl is on Netflix, all seven seasons. I haven't watched it since we had cable, cable, and I never—I don't think I, I missed half of the season. So I'm starting to watch. It's really cute. Zoe Deschanel is just sort of very sweet. I, I didn't know I Damon Wayne's son was in it. And yeah. Then, he was only in the pilot episode. Yeah, he, and then I was like, where'd he go? <laughs> so they, he comes they, back. Does he come back? He, he comes oh, back. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've been watching. And then here, um, thrift stores and the ReStore, which is uh, Habitat for Humanity store, um, mm-hmm. have opened up, obviously, with restrictions and stuff, which I'm all for. Um, so I'm happy about that because we have some donations here that we would yeah. like to donate, and now we can do that. We've been kind of hoarding them, and they, and they moved with us, so it would be nice to give them to people. Yes. Who gotcha. Them. And also, I did some thrift shopping, so I found Ray a skill saw. Is that a skill saw? Or scroll saw. Scroll saw. Yeah. I almost got it right. Uh, for 40 bucks. Yeah. Nice. Restore, and I found Logan a lamp. An owl lamp that she has named Harold um, for her room. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Because we need furniture, we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on a tour of the house. 
Oh, oh yeah, we should. Uh, we can do that after. Yeah. No, no. Nope. Nope. Oh, what do you want? What do you mean? I I want I want this to be an event. I want to schedule it sometime, which is of course for y'all. But I, we need to make it so that Jen can watch and Lainey can watch and Christy can watch because everyone's gonna want to see it. So I think it needs to be an event. Okay. We'll, we'll do a game night. Cool. It's so nice in the day though. It's so well. Crazy. I know, but we all right. We'll do a game day. Okay. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> To go outside, so there we'll... you go. We're bursting the plans to go outside. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good deal. Well, that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please give us a five star rating on iTunes, uh, Google, uh, uh, Stitcher, wherever it is you find the show, you can find it pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts. As always, you can find us at Epically Geeky, uh, the actual website. There are their links to the Etsy stores uh, and uh, you know the shows and everything else that's going on. Um, let's see. You can find us at Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, you can find the Reluctant Yeti, uh, and that's on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I don't tweet very often, uh, but you know, I try to once in a while. Instagram. Um, I'm gonna start now that things are happening here. I'm gonna start posting stuff again. Uh, we've started to kind of settle down and got into a bit of a routine here. Um, and then, yeah, routine. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we got to figure out our next procrastinators show because. Uh, I love that you guys have lived up to the names. Oh, yeah. Makes me, I know, right? It yeah. makes me happy that it's. So, we're the procrastinators. We've done two episodes. <laughs> we are we've pro- done three. Three, 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 yeah. My bad. Three. In seven six, months. Six, seven. seven months. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, uh, well, you know, you can find me there. Uh, you can find me on uh, at, uh, this one, Epically Geeky, Marginally Geeky, um, when you guys aren't uh, running ahead of me on books. Uh, <laughs> uh, creatively Geeky, where we get to, you know, look forward to a couple more things. And, yep. uh and yeah, just kind of out there. <laughs> Good deal. Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me here on Ethically Geeky, Originally Geeky, uh, Creatively Geeky, um, and Sustainably Geeky. And we just did an episode on Wednesday, and it's about zero waste, um, because zero waste July is coming up. And we have uh, somebody on. She's from Germany. She's lived in Texas for the last three years. Uh, her name is Linda, and she has her own home-based uh, zero-waste business. So it was really interesting to talk to somebody who's, you know, come from Europe, which has got a very different, you know, outlook on garbage and recycling, to come to Texas and deal with all of that and how different the systems are. And Good I deal. Be in a couple weeks. Yep. And Instagram at the Borough Life, so I do most of the house updates. I take most pictures and do a story updates and stuff and as always you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook Instagram and Twitter for everyone on the site have a good night has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.